Welcome to Clippings, the official podcast of the Council for Nail Disorders, where Drs. April Schachtel and Catherine Stiff take a closer look at articles and clippings published on all things nail disease. Listeners can suggest articles for this podcast or topics of discussion by sending an email to kristen.cnd at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hello. And welcome to episode 12 of the Clippings Podcast, where we review nail papers and present them to you. I'm April Schachtel, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Catherine Stiff. Hey, April. Happy to be here. I want to take a moment and reflect that we've been doing this podcast for an entire year. Thank you, Catherine, for hosting it with me, and thank you to our listeners for following along. Wow. I didn't know it's been a year. It flew by. Exactly. We have a dermoscopy-themed issue today. My article is titled, The Value of Dermoscopy of the Nail Plate, Free Edge, and Hyponychium by Drs. Yorizzo, Starace, Altobrando, Alessandrini, Veneziano, and Piracini from private practice in Switzerland and the University of Bologna in Italy. It was published in the Journal of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology, and was accepted in July 2021. This is a review paper that provides practical information about onychoscopy, which is dermoscopy of the nail unit, using that technique to examine the nail plate free edge and hyponychium. These authors are experts in onychoscopy, and I will go through their extremely helpful best practices here. In terms of definitions, the free edge of the nail plate is the thickest part of the nail plate and it grows beyond the fingertip and protects it. It's 0.5 to 1 millimeter thick, a white yellow color, and made up of three layers being the dorsal nail plate, the intermediate nail plate, and the ventral nail plate. Underneath that free edge of the nail plate lies the hyponychium, which is a 0.1 to 0.2 millimeter margin where the nail plate detaches from the nail bed. The proximal margin of the hyponychium is the onychodermal band, and the distal margin is the distal groove. The hyponychium and the free edge of the nail plate make a crevice, which is well known for a place for different microbial organisms to live. The area is difficult to evaluate by the naked eye, but is more easily examined using the dermatoscope. Specifically, onychoscopy is difficult because of that unique anatomy of the nail unit. The nail plate is a convex structure, so you can't just apply a flat item like a lens and get a good contact like in dermoscopy of the skin. The recommended technique to observe the free edge of the nail plate and hyponychium is to place the lens of the dermatoscope on the nail plate free edge end on, pushing back the fingertip. The dermatoscope can then be moved up and down and from side to side and tilted. This can initially be done dry and then followed by application of an interface medium. You need to use a high viscosity medium in this area so that the medium won't roll off of the nail unit. Ultrasound gel is probably the best option because it does not flow. It's recommended to start with a lower magnification of 10 to 30x to look at the nail plate free edge, the subungual contents, and the digital creases. 
then you can increase to a higher magnification of 50 to 200x, which can be used to detect changes of the capillaries of the hyponychium. It's recommended that the patient who is being examined should be sitting comfortably and their hand or foot should be placed on a flat surface to support them as the entire procedure might take 15 or 20 minutes. A gray or black backdrop is helpful because the color of that will absorb extra light without reflecting it. However, a lighter backdrop is better for examining darker skin. Regarding the specific device used, a video dermatoscope can provide high magnification but less optimal resolution. And on the other hand, what I think most people are using is a handheld dermatoscope, which is lower magnification but better clarity. Non-contact polarized handheld dermatoscopes can be used and are very helpful for visualizing deep structures and capillary architecture. Whatever the device used, both non-polarized and polarized modes should be used when examining the free edge of the nail plate and the hyponychium. So once you have examined the hyponychium and the free edge of the nail plate, the next step is to correspond the reaction pattern you are seeing with onychoscopy to the different possible disorders. As with other parts of the nail unit, there are a limited number of reaction patterns and a lot of different diseases, so picking up diagnostic clues is both challenging and important. This can help you avoid a nail biopsy or help guide your nail biopsy to the right portion of the nail unit. The authors provide a table in the paper titled The Most Common Onychoscopy Findings Observed in the Nail Plate Free Edge and Hyponychium. The table is organized by categories of nail plate thickness, shape, color, margin, presence or absence of subungual scales or masses, and with respect to the hyponychium, the categories are scales, color, and capillaries. Probably the most important example of a finding and how it relates to a diagnosis is in color of the nail plate free edge. With longitudinal melanonychia due to a melanocytic process, the color will be within the nail plate and it will be gray, brown, or black. But with longitudinal melanonychia due to a non-melanocytic process like subungual hemorrhage, the pigment would be above or below the nail plate. When it is confirmed that the pigment is melanocytic, then pigment in the upper portion of the free edge of the nail plate would be likely to be due to an origin from the proximal portion of the nail matrix, and if it's in the lower half of the free edge of the nail plate, then the origin would be in the distal matrix. And this is, of course, relevant to the risk of scarring when performing a nail matrix biopsy. With respect to the capillaries of the hyponychium, these are normal in most conditions, but would be irregularly distributed, dilated, tortuous and elongated in nail unit psoriasis, which would be best seen at 50x magnification. This can help differentiate nail psoriasis from the psoriasiform nail changes of allergic contact dermatitis, which would not show those abnormal capillaries. With respect to subungual scales or mass, these would be absent in traumatic onycholysis, 
but present as ruin-shaped yellow-white-orange scales in onychomycosis. Some interesting uh, definitions are that ruin-shaped can be defined as irregular indented shape of the ventral surface of the nail plate. And one interesting exception to this is in a form of onychomycosis called endonyx, which is rare and has no subungual scale because the hyphae are only in the nail plate. So the examination of the nail plate free edge in endonyx onychomycosis would show shiny white areas confined to the nail plate only. I will let our listeners read the article and look at the table for themselves to see the rest of the findings of all the other components that would be seen in onychoscopy. I find classifications like this really helpful for diagnosis, as the authors suggest, and especially helpful when teaching our learners about how to examine and understand the nail unit. Yes, I agree. I thought this was a fantastic review, and I will be sure to keep it handy in Nail Clinic. Great. Catherine, tell us what you read about. Okay. So I chose an article to complement your review of nail dermoscopy entitled Longitudinal Brush Pigmentation on the Hyponychium, a Dermoscopic Feature Observed in Pediatric Nail Matrix Nevi by Drs. Lee et al. from Samsung Medical Center in Seoul, Korea. It was published in the Journal of American Academy of Dermatology in June 2021. These authors had previously reported a distinct dermoscopic finding of linear and parallel pigmentation in a longitudinal direction on the hyponychium in children with nail matrix nevi. They termed this finding longitudinal brush pigmentation, or LBP. This case series expands upon the original article and reports the clinical dermoscopic and histologic features of 15 children with longitudinal melanonychia presenting with dermoscopy findings of LBP. The brown lines of LBP are perpendicular to the skin grooves, and the authors show beautiful dermoscopic images of all 15 cases in supplemental figure one. The mean age of onset was 25 months, and the mean width of melanonychia was 54% of the total nail width, which is pretty significant. Nine children initially presented with LBP and six developed LBP during follow-up. All cases had variations in color. Globular pigmentation was observed in six children. 11 of 14 punch biopsies from the hyponychium showed a nested proliferation of melanocytes. The remaining three showed proliferation of solitary melanocytes along the dermoepidermal junction without atypia. So these findings suggest that LBP on the hyponychium may be a feature of a benign process in pediatric patients with melanonychia, and that these patients can be followed clinically. And as a reminder from the article April discussed in episode five on the natural course of pediatric longitudinal melanonychia, almost all cases stop progressing and half begin to decline within five years. In contrast, the presence of LBP in adult patients with melanonychia should prompt a biopsy of the nail matrix. I enjoyed this article, and I will certainly be looking out for LBP of the hyponychium the next time I see a case of longitudinal melanonychia. 
I agree. It's really helpful to have good characterization of this specific pattern of pigment on the hyponychium because it can be really reassuring to know that all of these cases had benign results. Right. It's ingrained enough to be alarmed whenever we see anything resembling Hutchinson signs. So I thought this was pretty reassuring. Catherine, thank you for joining me on this episode of Clippings. I want to thank our listeners for their attention. To all of our listeners, please share this podcast with your colleagues and trainees. Let us know how we are doing and which articles you would like us to review on the show by contacting kristen.cnd at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at Nail Disorders. 